having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead, God made you alive with Christ. Colossians 2 Welcome to Canaanbound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. I'm Tom Barthel, serving as pastor at Trinity Lutheran, a Wells congregation in Nina, Wisconsin. This is episode number 94. We'll begin this episode with God's Word for You, shared by Pastor Timothy Smith. God's Word for You, Job 31, verses 16 uh, to, uh, uh, I think, to 23. Job says, If I have denied the desires of the poor, or let the eyes of the widow grow weary, if I have kept my bread to myself, not sharing it with the fatherless, but from my youth I reared them as father would, and from my birth guided the widow, if I have seen anyone perishing for lack of clothing, or the needy without garments to their hearts, and their hearts did not bless me for warming them with a fleece from my sheep, if I have raised my hand against the fatherless, knowing that I had influence in the court, then let my arm fall from my shoulder. Let it be broken off at the joint. The centerpiece of Job's closing argument is this. He has never turned away the poor, the homeless, the orphan, or the widow. When people needed his help, they never went away grumbling. If they were cold, it was the fleece of Job's own feet that warmed them. If people were hungry, it was bread from Job's own hearth that fed them. Job didn't do these things to earn God's favor. That's an important distinction we need to remember. And Job puts it this way in verse 23. For I dreaded destruction from God, and for fear of his splendor, I could not do such things. Job helped people because he couldn't bear the thought of God's anger if he didn't. He didn't do it because he thought he would earn anything, but rather to avoid something. Job's thought isn't exactly in line with what the Bible says about our good works, but we also need to remember that Job's words are the words of a man who is suffering. Job isn't teaching a Bible class. He's in pain. Some of the things he says are going to be imperfect because Job, like us, was imperfect and sinful. Why do we do good deeds? We don't do them to earn anything in heaven. When Jesus was on earth, he became our Savior, not only through letting himself be crucified for our sins, but also through accomplishing and fulfilling all of the things that God demands from each one of us, that we all do, but that none of us could ever do. Without Christ's perfect life, we would not be holy before God. Without Christ's innocent suffering and death, we would still be guilty of all of our sins. Job dreaded destruction from God. Jesus let himself be destroyed in our place. And his destruction led to his resurrection from the dead. And that gives us the assurance that we will not be destroyed or abandoned, but that we will have eternal life. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's word for you. The Best is Yet to Be, a song by Tracy Fedke. Preventing me to see the whole.
segment on 1 Peter is shared by Pastor Mark Falk. 1 Peter 1, verses 8 and 9. Inexpressible and glorious joy. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. NIV 1984. So, this life is temporary. Its joys pass. Youth turns into age. Health becomes sickness. Wealth evaporates like a morning mist. The child of God must live by faith, and does. Peter is writing to believers who, who know all this. It's enough to get you down. Indeed, 
even believers mourn the loss of youth, health, wealth, family, and so forth. But the gift of faith is an inexpressible and glorious joy. We know how to express the joy of a new love, of a Super Bowl win, of grandchildren and their smiles. The joys of faith are different than these earthly gifts of God's grace and love. The joy of a Christian grows out of out of truths and a person that we cannot see, that we have never seen. Even the people of the first century, to whom Peter is writing, have not seen him. If you are in the spirit of Missouri, you know, the show-me state, you may not be content with this. It is a miracle of the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures that people who have never seen Jesus, except in an artist's depiction, for there are no digital photographs of Christ on the cross or rising to the heavens, believe in him, love in him, love him, and are filled with an indescribable and glorious joy. Now let us admit that our flesh drags us down, riveting our attention on all the trouble on the evening news and in our own lives. The joy of faith in Christ may fade under the pressure of a world where the effects of sin are constantly in our face. But then we simply need to step aside, open our Bibles, and turn to those verses that warm our hearts with promise after promise. We pray for God to restore unto me the joy of my salvation, and the promise of this verse may help. For like Peter's first century audience, we too are receiving the goal of our faith, the salvation of our souls. We are tied to our physical bodies, eyes that see, minds that think, hands that touch. But there is a deeper place. There is a part of us that will not cease to be when our hearts stop beating. Our souls. This is the place where God has deposited faith. This is the place where the joy is indescribably deep in the heart of us. The part of us that will not die lives in faith. Somehow, against all odds, we hope against hope. Our faith is the evidence of things unseen. After Christ himself, the work of redemption that pays our debt of sin, faith is God's best gift. If faith wanes, it is because we do not take the time to listen to the word, to read it, to inwardly meditate upon it. Think on just this thought, that by faith we are, right now, receiving the salvation of our souls. That part of us that does not die will live forever with Christ, with God, with all believers, and even our mortal bodies will rise to live again. Let that truth sink in and perhaps you will find your joy to be indescribable and glorious as well. For certainly the goal of heaven that your faith is in the process of receiving is an indescribable gift. Born again, made dead to be made alive. We read from Colossians 2, verses 12 and 13. Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. A Christian baptism is often celebrated as an event most important. Many gather to witness the event. Cake and presents mark the occasion. And all with good reason. Baptism, baptism is not the removal of dirt, but the promise of forgiveness and a gift of the Holy Spirit. It is a whole new life through faith in the gospel. 
you were born again in baptism. But there is even more than spiritual rebirth taking place. A death also occurs. In baptism we are connected with Christ. Our old self is buried with him. That part of us which was an enemy of God now is put aside. That part of us which we once had to obey for sin now we consider dead. The old sinful nature was drowned by water and the word in baptism. For the present the sinful nature will continue to rear its ugly head. This is why Paul says to the Christian, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Why? God has removed our sin. Our old self no longer controls us. In baptism, you died. Now you are truly alive and free, born again. Now set your minds on things above. Lord God, I am forever thankful for the rebirth you have given me. You have mercifully buried my sinful self with Christ. I confess that I do not always treat my sinful nature as buried and dead. Thank you for mercifully forgiving me. I know that I am now free and alive in Jesus. Help me always to live my new life with a heart dead to sin and set on things above. And help me hold on to that truth recorded in Colossians 2, 12 and 13. Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of your sins. We'll close with a song by Koine. Heard the 
been listening to Canaan Bound Podcast, episode number 94. This episode was first shared in January of 2015. For more information, visit CanaanBoundPodcast.com. We thank our artists who are featured in this episode for allowing us to share their music. We encourage you to visit a Wells Ministry location nearest you. Visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us.